More memories are made when you're there for live NFL action. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best views of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. You can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com NFL. Welcome back to the most accurate podcast here at 44 Football. As always, I'm your host, John Daigle, for the Monday Waiver Wire Preview. Two doubleheader Monday nights for the next two weeks. So an early start, including for week four, Monday night, 6 p.m. Eastern. As always, we are here to discuss what is available to you live on 444.com, and that is the week three Waiver Wire column with all of your pickups, the drop list, and contingency top 10, not to mention positional rankings that have all been sifted through and continue to be edited through Thursday. Nick Chubb suffered a season-ending knee injury on Monday Night Football, and that sucks. But the fallout is Jerome Ford being the number one pickup on Week 3 waiver wires. We admittedly don't know much about Ford, since the team only gave him eight carries as a rookie in 2022. But we do know they have confidence in him this year allowing Kareem Hunt to walk in free agency and even healthy stretching forward with the rest of their starters during the preseason. Ford only tested as a 70th percentile athlete coming out of college, but he showcased 90th percentile speed at the combine and was hyperproductive, scoring a touchdown on 30 of his 318 collegiate carries. In fact, the ghost of Kareem Hunt is the only thing probably scaring your league away from spending all of their fab on Ford as an RB1 the rest of the season. Don't make the same mistake as you may have with Puka Nakua and bidding too little for a league-winning player. Ford is here to stay as the Browns' RB1. And if you go to 44.com, you will see that Josh Reynolds is the cover boy and the number one pickup of the week because you may have drafted an unbalanced lineup and that's okay, since our job is to continue grinding weekly and finding the best plays in a week-to-week game. And what we've seen so far for Josh Reynolds on the Lions is that he's earned a 21.8% and 17.6% target share, averaging 17.8 PPR points per game for this Detroit offense. Not only that, but we think he has a higher floor and potentially potentially higher ceiling moving on because Amon Ross St. Brown suffered a toe injury in the third quarter. And from that time on, after he suffered his injury, Amon Ross only had one catch for five yards. So not only is Josh Reynolds an immediate plug-and-play option if you're dealing with so many injuries, and we'll get to a lot of those injuries as we move along in the show, but also we think he has a higher ceiling and could just be the better play over Jamison Williams whenever that sophomore is ready to return in week seven. So we are getting ahead of Amon Ra's injury and Jamison Williams' suspension, and we're now starting and flexing Josh Reynolds and every league where you need those options and need available starters moving forward. Another player that I think 
is flex-worthy, is 2-2 Atwell. And it's a double-edged sword what's happening here because we've seen now that eight of 2-2's 17 targets have come in motion, pro, pro football focus. He's being concerted, purposely schemed targets for a 19.4% target share through two, two games, which of course is second on the team behind Puka Nakua's ungodly 39.4% target share. Puka, who is inexplicably only rostered in 77% of Yahoo leagues. The rest of you, 23%, please get with it immediately. But the point is that not only is Tutu getting these purposeful targets, that's also taking away from Tyler Higby and making Higby droppable in all leagues. Remember, Tyler Higby had a 24.7% target share in his last seven games for the Rams last year, a team-high mark. And that was because no one else earned targets. But now we see Puka's target share that we mentioned, Tutu's target share, and Kyron Williams, who's run around on 80% of dropbacks through the first two games and has 12 targets to date. These three players alone are now taking away from Tyler Higby, who's not getting schemed targets. Thus, we can move on from Higby. Four options in the waiver wire column. Another flex option. Wide receiver three, even moving forward, is Tank Dell for the Texans. Because Noah Brown, following week one, led the team in the season over and routes run, but was moved to IR with an injury afterwards. And what we saw was Tank Dell finish second on the team this past week in routes run, and Houston's cluster injuries are now forcing C.J. Stroud into volume. The Texans have 44 and 47 pass attempts in their first two games because of offensive line injuries and defensive injuries. And if we think they're just going to continue hammering the ball through the air, it sets up so well for Nico Collins, who's averaging over 20 PPR points per game right now, and more importantly, Tank Dell. Because this didn't come out of nowhere. Dell has quietly been targeted on 27% of his routes dating back to the preseason, which is 21st among 151 qualifiers with at least 10 targets in that span. Tank Dale earns targets. And if we think the Texans can't play defense and are constantly throwing because they're in negative game script, including week three, where they're already nine and a half point dogs against the Jaguars, this bodes well for everyone in Texans passing game, Tank Dale included. We've talked about wide receivers now. Let's move on to some running backs because Zach Moss would obviously the top running back pickup if you weren't already rostered in over 50% of Yahoo and Sleeper Leagues. Zach Moss, of course, handled every single running back touch for the Colts this week after Deion Jackson fumbled twice in their season opener. And I think what that leads us to is Craig Reynolds being one of the sneakier pickups among the Lions offense. Because David Montgomery, after he suffered his quad injury this past week, told reporters it's going to be, quote, a couple of weeks for his injury to heal. And from the time Montgomery left the field, for the rest of the game, it was Reynolds and Jameer Gibbs who split carries with three each. Jameer Gibbs is going to continue to take on that role that he was drafted for. 3.6 catches per game last year at Alabama. And then now he's seen 85%, 11 of 13 of Detroit's running back targets through two weeks. That's not going away. What we're betting on Reynolds for is that perhaps Gibbs isn't used on early down roll. 
And that early down role is important since Montgomery had averaged 18 and a half carries in the first two games. If we think Reynolds even gets a piece of that and gets 10 to 12 touches, with all the injuries around the league right now at his position, that certainly makes him serviceable. And I also think Reynolds is the better pickup over any of the Giants' backfield. Saquon Barkley is now expected to miss two to three weeks with his ankle sprain, including this Thursday short turnaround against the 49ers. And what I think is going to happen in your league is that everyone will perceive Tyron Williams' success this past week as the overall RB2 on 95% of Los Angeles running back touches. That then maybe makes them think the 49ers are susceptible on the ground to running backs. But we know that's not the case. Outside of Williams' performance last week, the 49ers limited three separate players in Pittsburgh's backfield to less than seven PPR points each in week one. And just one year, we are removed from the 49ers allowing a league low 11.6 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. They do not allow success to opposing running backs. Thus, we think that no one for the Giants is actually a plug-and-play option in week three on Thursday night. Having said that, if you do want to bid on one long-term in deeper leagues, just in case the Giants organization is perceiving Barkley's injury wrong and wants to slap him on IR to miss the next four games, Matt Breida short-term would be my pick. Because all we have is week 18 under this very same coaching staff when they played that meaningless game against the Eagles. And in that game, Breida ran 29 routes to Gary Brightwell's 17. Also earned eight targets in that game, which is exactly what we want if we're targeting one of these players. But I also don't mind sprinkling on their fifth-round rookie, Eric Gray, in 12, 14-team leagues. Because Gray has been inactive in both games so far this year. But if we're throwing a dart, at least he has somewhat of the profile we want. Not encouraging that he's a 65th percentile athlete, 24-year-old rookie as well, but the 10th most explosive runs of any running back in the FBS last year and has also dropped just two passes on 102 targets across Tennessee and Oklahoma since 2020. For deeper leagues, that's where I want to sprinkle my fab, thinking long-term, just in case Barkley's injury is more serious than we thought. More memories are made when you're there for live NFL action. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best views of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, Mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. You can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash NFL. PrizePix is North America's largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform and one of the most exciting ways to play DFS. And best of all, PrizePix is simple. Just choose between two to six players and pick more or less than their PrizePix stat projection. It's that easy, and you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. But it doesn't stop there. PrizePix even offers in-game projections. 
Imagine gathering at the house, watching football with all your friends, and building an entry to cheer for together, with more Devonta Smith receiving yards, or less Justin Fields rushing yards. Now, you can. Just go to prizepicks.com slash accurate and use the promo code accurate to match your first deposit up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And speaking of deeper leagues, since we are through two weeks of football, it's time to bring back deep league notes for everyone. And I want to start as the only podcast that's going to talk about Kylan Granson because Jelani Woods opened the season for the Colts on injured reserve, and Andrew Ogletree quietly suffered a head injury in week one. And you wouldn't know his, from his box scores, but Kylan Granson has now finished as the PPR tight end 14 and tight end 9 with a 14.1% target share through two games for Indianapolis. And this offense, remember, under Anthony Richardson, had 13 scrambles from him. But now with Richardson and the concussion protocol, there's a chance those scrambles become dropbacks that are passes. So we may be getting more volume for the Colts through the air since Richardson may miss week three. And we've seen success for Gardner Minshew under Shane Steichen. In his last four starts under Steichen, with the Eagles, Minshew finished as the QB9, QB18, QB7, and QB17, and came off the bench this past week and went 19 of 25 for a touchdown. We think the Colts offense can still move through the air, whether Richardson is playing or not. Thus, Kylan Granson is a really sneaky option for tight end premium leagues. Another sneaky option for PPR leagues is Braxton Berrios because the Dolphins are unsurprisingly averaging the seventh highest pass play rate from neutral great game script through two weeks. It's an offense we want to target their pieces through the air. And Jalen Waddle's unfortunate trip to the concussion protocol may leave him out in week three and then Braxton Berrios instead playing for him. Braxton Berrios is already proving he can be a commodity for us in fantasy football with a career 22% target per route run rate before signing this offseason in Miami. And in his first two games, we believe he's going to step into that waddle role since he's doubled River Craycraft in routes run for the third most targets on the team. I'm sprinkling on Berrios everywhere as a potential flex option regardless if I have Waddle rostered or not. Some backup news is that Tank Bigsby, following a roller coaster week one, where he did have that fumble where he wasn't paying attention on the play that led to a defensive touchdown for the Colts, outsnapped Dearness Johnson 13 to 6 this past week for the Jaguars against the Chiefs. But Dearness Johnson actually outtouched Bigsby 2 to 0. That's important since we're all trying to figure out which contingency option to roster behind at Travis Etienne. I genuinely think it's enough, especially given the success Dearness had with the Browns in prior years, to think about stashing Dearness in deep 10 bench leagues, wherever I have the room and I'm just sprinkling on those players just in case an injury happens ahead of them. Another play I want to sprinkle on to be ahead of potential injuries is Jalen Tolbert because we don't know the extent of Brandon Cooks' knee injury after he missed Dallas's Week 2 win against the Jets. But we do know he turns 30 next week and is already missing games for that knee injury in September. That doesn't bode well moving forward. And so it's important to note that Tolbert 
not Michael Gallup, finished second in Dallas and routes run on Sunday and saw all four of his targets in the first two quarters before that game became a blowout. It's admittedly laughable to think that Tolbert is already an option and someone we should maybe be thinking about in these deeper leagues. But remember, he improved leaps and bounds over the offseason and showed up to the preseason, finishing as the fourth highest graded receiver at Pro Football Focus and finished 21st out of 164 qualifiers and yards per route run. So on deeper benches, given that this Dallas offense is operating at the league's fastest pace through two games, I don't mind taking a chance on Tolbert, thinking Cooks could be out long-term. And finally, before we get out of here, because I know you all care about which defense is the one to play moving forward, all I will say is that sometimes it's as simple as knowing the Chiefs play Justin Fields and Zach Wilson in their next two games. Remember, everything that happens Monday night, as well as for injuries the rest of the week, will be updated on the waiver wire column at 444.com, and you can still use the promo code YouTube for 25% off your subscription since there is still a long ways to go to make sure you can win your league. We will be back Thursday for our preview show at 2 p.m. Eastern with myself and John Paulson. But until then, remember, be a little bit kinder than what's in front.